The MFG Cast presents a meeting at the docks. So, uh, cut to, well, actually, do you want to cut to the next day? Are you going to go to sleep for the night? Are you going to put on a pot of coffee and try to get ahead of this? What are you going to do? I think he, he takes a closer look at the pictures first. What do the pictures show? You know, does anything sort of, you want to make like an investigation check to see if anything stands out? in the pictures itself or would that be more appropriate to like walking down to the, cause I guess like his body would be there. Like, right. Cause his body's not on a dock anymore. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you, yeah, you have, you have the dock itself where you're at right now and you have the pictures of your hand. So that, I mean, it's up to you. You could go back to your office. You could look at them in better lighting. You could sit there on the dock, you know, and, just kind of compare there's i mean it's up to, it's really up to you i mean I, he would look at him for sure right like this is the scene in the movie like you know the the camera's over his shoulder as he like you know starts going through the pictures and then like takes a look you know over to the dock it's up to you whether or not you want that to be a check because i guess like he would probably look at them more closely in the office but he definitely does look at them because he's at the site right yes i would like for you to do an investigation roll okay what would you like me to beat the dl okay this is going to be interesting because what do i want to give you right away (laughs) (laughs) what do i not want to give you right away so what would that dl be uh let's see because you're new to it i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it a four i'll make it a little harder than middle of the road. So four? Yes. All right. I am rolling my... Uh, th- I have brains of three, and I have an investigation of plus two. And, oh, shit. Not a great roll. Uh, I rolled a five total. I rolled a three plus two. Okay, so you got just a yes. All right, so as you are looking at the scene... You are kind of comparatively looking at the pictures and looking at the dock itself. Uh, Nothing looks out of place as far as what you're seeing. You see in the pictures, what you see is you see a Marcus Woodard face down on the dock. You see a quite, quite a bloody scene as the uh, top right of Marcus's head is blown out by a gunshot well what you're assuming is the gunshot wound that that put marcus out of of the poor gentleman's misery you see the uh, pool of pulling of blood by his head that make the stain on the dock you also see the blood splatter off off in the distance a little you see dirty clothes as the body has been sitting outside for how long you don't know at first glance nothing really looks out of place so from what you can see in the pictures and what you can see on the dock nothing seems irregular one of the pictures is kind of from the side it kind of shows a profile of marcus's face as he's laying face down on this on this dock and with lifeless eyes that peer into your soul and make you feel sad for 
someone who lives such a rich life, a full life, for that to be taken away in an instant. So the the, the camera cuts like it shows the picture and then it shows him looking up and then he looks down at the dock. So kind of like where Marcus was late. So like now he's like physically comparing, like as he was looking at the pictures, he's kind of like walking down towards the dock. And like you said, he's like comparing things sort of like look at the picture, look at the dock, look at, you know, the surroundings, two things. What date are the pictures? Cause I, he would have asked her when he passed, but I forgot. Yeah. So was it yet? Was it last night? Was it three days ago? What was the? Yeah, let's let's say it was like two days prior or something like like enough for them to, you know, maybe two or three days, just for them to kind of assess the scene, call it a suicide, and for her to be like, "Let's say right, I need to hire, I need to hire someone else to figure okay. this out." So we'll say three. Cool. So it would have been Tuesday because it's Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. He looks to where the body was. Is there a bullet hole in the dock where he was fucking laying on the ground? Like, like having been, sh- you know, knocked down and then shot as he was in a prone position? From your first glances on, like, like on the dock, like, again, the, are you looking? Okay. So here's a question. Are you looking at the pictures and the dock? Are you looking yes. at just the dock? Okay, you're looking at both. He's, okay. he's comparing. Like, he walked down to the spot, and he's looking at the pictures. He's looking at the dock. He's looking at the picture and, like, looking at the buildings, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, like, put together a scene. Like, was the body dropped here? Was he shot here? Was he knocked out, you know, tied up, shot on the ground, and then, you know, they cut the ropes or, you know, like he's trying to put together what the scene would be. Yeah. And like, if there's a bullet hole in the dock where his fucking head was. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Clearly it was murder. And these <laughs> cops were on the take sort of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Trying to eliminate the most obvious things right yeah, away. For sure. So as far as, as far as what you can see in the pictures from, or the view for view points in the pictures and what's on the the lighting on the dock at night you don't see any clear evidence of any bullet holes okay and he would like lean you know he would like kneel down take out his lighter and be like okay like head was here this is the biggest bat splatter of blood and like you know just look to see if there was anything obvious okay so i'm gonna now again because we're kind of rolling through the motions of this like there are some things I'm like, okay, do we roll for this? Do we wait? That kind of thing. It could um, be an awareness, right? Like, yeah. do I actually see a bullet hole? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you already, I think we're going to do that for the for the bullet hole thing. But because you're doing another comparative thing on how he's laying and if there's anything obvious that I should be seeing, I want you to do another awareness for me. This time I'm going to have it be a five because this is going to be a little bit more difficult to see okay and i'm going to continue to use brains right because he's thinking about it again this yeah. isn't like to, you know to feel like somebody's watching me or like oh what was that shadow it's like yeah no i'm like trying to suss this out yeah exactly uh purple die for the win it's going to be a seven nice so that is a yes and correct if it was a five correct yes correct okay so um you're gonna actually see two things here okay so you are going to see from the vantage uh vantage point of marcus woodard laying with the picture that they took on the side you are going to see a bullet an entry hole of the bullet on the left lower side of his chin or his neck underneath his neck okay okay Another thing that you're going to see is you're going to see that the back of his clothes have marks of a body that you think have possibly been dragged. Like it's still rumpled up and kind of like bunched. Yeah, you can you can almost see like dirt marks that kind of go in almost like a squiggly line, like somebody had just possibly pulled this body from one place to the next. So those are the two things that you see. So he, he, you know, he looks up out into the East River. Is the dude still there in his boat? You can tell that he is actually, he's actually got a 
oh, what are what kind of boats are those? Like he's just got like a, a like a regular old like metal fishing boat with oars, and he's actually oaring himself back into to the shore. So so he waits till he gets closer. And if the guy like throws a rope or whatever, like he'll catch, like he'll help him get up. Okay. Right. Like he waits for him to like pull in and he would offer, you know, offer his assistance. Okay. It's a quite an elderly gentleman. You can, you're kind of surprised the, the fact that someone has let him out on his own. If he's <laughs> not, you know, if he hasn't been watched on by anybody, I mean, maybe he lives by himself and no one's really keeping an eye, but he, he allows you to take his hand. He's like, Oh, thank you, sonny boy. That's you've been quite nice for helping this old man back to the dock. Hey, old timer, what uh, what are you fishing for in the middle of the night? It's kind of late, isn't it? Oh, anything I can catch, young buck. I just want to. I I just love the thrill of the catch, and but I don't I don't harm them. I don't I don't want to fry them up. I just I just love the thrill of the catch, and then I let them go. Let them live another day. So uh, do you come out here often? Oh, only every once in a while when the wife lets me. Uh, did you happen to be out here maybe like three days ago? I can't say I was here at that time. I usually like to go when the moon is at its peak so I can kind of get good view of everything. And he kind of points up at the moon and you realize that there's a full moon above you. Says, uh, you ought to be careful out here, uh. This is not the nicest part of town, you know. And he kind of looks at you and he says, he's like, well, what part of what part of town is? I mean, you're not wrong in that, I suppose. Um, he kind of uh, uh, absentmindedly kind of scratches the top of his head. And he looks down and he goes, oh, my, is that, is that blood? And he, you know, casts his eyes down towards the dock and he says, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently somebody got, uh, somebody was, was killed and they, uh, you know, they dropped the body out here. Maybe I, uh, I don't know. I, I heard a little something about it on the news. Um, he kind of side eyes you a little bit. And he says, he says, are you, I, I, you don't think I had anything to do with it. Did you? I, I, I'm just a, I'm just a lonely old man that just likes to get out and fish. I, 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 I didn't do anything wrong. I just really like to get out, and I love the thrill of the catch. I want to make an insight check on this old guy. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Believe me, I would love for you to. All right. Go ahead and roll an insight. We're going to give you a three. All right. Yeah. Six. Two sixes. So nice. seven. Nice. So, yeah. So, this is a yes and. He, you can tell he is shitting bricks. He is very nervous but it, it's only because he is at the wrong place at the wrong time he he's not he has you can tell he's obviously innocent okay so he says no no it, it's it's okay i just uh that's why i asked if you were around i just want to see if man you know maybe you've seen anything uh, i wish i could tell you so uh, but i but I, again i just i'm just here for the catch oh man I don't think I, I don't, the wife told me not to come out and do these things at night because when I do, that's when, that's when the thing, that's when things kind of go at their worst. Uh, I don't, I don't, this might be it for me. This, this used to be my lucky fishing spot. I, I don't know if I could do it anymore. And he just really hyperventilating as he's talking to you. He, uh, you know, he puts, you know, puts an arm on his shoulder and he, you know, kind of like steers him away from like where the blood is how do you get his boat in and out of water maybe we don't want to ask these questions <laughs> <laughs> that's um, for another day yeah yeah so he like you know like, he turns him around and sort of like steers him away and he says hey uh, let, you, let me let me help you get your uh, your tackle box here and uh let, let, let's get you towards home uh we don't want anything uh we don't want anything to happen to you and he kind of like ties a few knots to his boat and he says oh he says oh Thank you. I appreciate it, son. He says, don't worry about the boat. He says, my son will come and get it in the morning. He always does. Oh, that that's great. You live far from here? Oh, not very far. Only a few blocks. But, you know, I just, I can't be dragging this thing behind me that, you know, uh, my my younger days are over. Well, it's, uh, he looks around, he goes, it's a nice night. I'll, uh, 
I'll walk you home. Um, he kind of looks at you and he, he's still kind of nervous a little bit, but he kind of softens up a little bit and he says, that would be nice. I don't fuck you in a roll like a charm. Like, how does this guy believe me? <laughs> <laughs> now, I think I think, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. I like that because you haven't really told him who you are. No, and, you know, so he <laughs> he doesn't know for sure. So he's like standing there holding the old guy's tackle box, kind of like, you know, pointing him in, you know, whatever direction. We'll have you do a deal of four since he's so his heightened senses are kind of up there. Oh, I got a four. That's a that's a yes, but right? yes, but okay. So he allows you to walk him home, but he doesn't allow you to walk him to the front of the like where like exactly where he is. So he's like, you know, he you get to a certain point to and the he's street. Just, yeah, exactly. And he's just like, well, this is me. You know, you don't have to worry about me anymore. Thank you very much, sir, for your for your kind act and. I hope whatever happened down at the docks, uh, I, I, you know, again, I didn't see anything. I hope you figure out what has happened. Yeah. While they're walking, like he's making small talk, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, my dad used to take me fishing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, Hey, you know, it's really not safe out here. Maybe you should, you know, maybe you go fishing on the, you know, on the weekends, like during the day, like just, you know, trying to kind of set the guy's mind at ease, but like he doesn't—he's not giving up anything, right? He's yeah. just making random, yeah, small talk. You yeah, know? and he—and you can feel he kind of feels that too. He's just kind of like, okay, he's not going to give me exactly what I want, so like I'll let him guide me down and let, and like maybe even like if there's like, if you're going down the street and there's like like poor lighting and there's poor lighting on the other side of the street. He's going to be like, Oh, can you get me on the other side? I just, it's really hard for me to see with my eyes at night. And, you know, he doesn't trust you being in the, being one-on-one in the dark. So he's like, you yeah, know, yeah. purposely kind of veering you to the right spot without being obvious. Yep. And, and he lets him, right? Like it's, it's not like he doesn't know what's happening, but he's like, all right, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you so you're actually still quite a ways from where you live, actually. Yeah, when they get like into the neighborhood, like because yeah, they go like find a cab, right? Or or you know, get to the subway or whatever. So like as they're walking in towards you know, where wherever this guy's street is, you know, he's either looking for a cab, he's um, you know, looking for you know, the, the, you know, train station, you know, something that's going to get him closer to home. Uh, I'm trying to, I pulled up the other map, but it's so small. I can't (laughs) see anything on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know like how prevalent, like how, what, how late is it? Let's see. Let's say it's, it's dark. Right, the moon's up. It's it's later. Like she's out of work, right? So it's, I was thinking it was maybe like ten. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I was like, I was gonna wait for you to say something because I was like, ten sounds good. I was like, does that sound good? I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, let's say yeah. So it's like like ten o'clock, but then by the time you're walking the old guy home, it's closer to eleven now, probably. Uh, I don't. Nothing jumps out at me on the map as far as like oh here's the subway mm-hmm. well let's we could just... just say there's a subway connection in corona and <laughs> like yeah why just not gets on the subway yeah, right exactly you can get on the subway and then it will just hit the connection you know to get you home or whatever so what do you do on the subway do you do you kind of you know what roll me an awareness check all right, I will do that. I'm going to do this one with Psyche because it's. I'm assuming it's more of a feel thing because he's not actively, you know, necessarily looking for anything. Yeah. Two sixes. Jeez. Seven you? total. Perfect. Okay, so I was going to have that be a four, a little bit, a little bit harder, but yeah, basically a yes and. So like, um, it's late and it's later at night, um, on the subway in New York as it gets as sometimes as it gets later in the city of New York, you know, 
people start to get a little bit more rambunctious, you some more surly types might get on and like, you know, might be heading somewhere. You don't really see anything too suspicious, but it also there's a sense in the air of something you just can't quite put your finger on. So now that this is a yes and I will let you tell me what the and is. So I imagine when he when he first gets on the subway, like there's a smattering of people, but as the stops get closer, like the you know gets a little bit busier, mm-hmm. and that's what you're talking about. You know, people yeah. are kind of jackassing around or whatever. Yeah. Um, so when he's in, you know, the beginning, he's just kind of like you know, again, sort of like staring at the pictures and trying to like suss things out a little bit, and then you know he gets that feeling of like oh. You know something, something feels off. Yeah. What's the end? Fuck. I, don't I know. could I could give it to you if you can't figure if you can't think of anything. If you have something, go ahead. I don't have anything in mind. Okay. So you kind of you don't look at it like like you're staring off, but you kind of see in the corner of your eye. You see a female kind of clutching her handbag, and she's kind of sitting back back against uh her seat and she's younger probably in her either late teens early 20s and she looks nervous and you see a a almost intense young man kind of staring over her and you can you can't quite hear the conversation that's going on but you can see the words that he's saying are not nice words are but, they sitting next to each other, like seat to seat, or is no, he she like is actually she is actually sitting down, clutching her handbag, and he's standing in front of her, kind of over her, and holding on to one of the ra- one of the rail, let's say like a railing or like a pole or something, and he's saying some things, but you can tell they're not gentlemanly things. He stuffs the the pictures, you know, in a. I guess they're big. He like rolls them up and like sticks them in a in the inside of his suit coat or whatever. You know, kind of shakes his head. You know, gets to his feet. Is there a lot of people in the car? Like, is everybody ignoring it? <laughs> is it one of those sorts of things, or is it just like a couple of us on the? Yeah, it's it. You know, there's a couple. You know, like you said, there's a smattering of people and stuff like that. But like, let's say like there's an older couple that's like maybe you know like four or five feet off there, but they're like, you can tell they're like trying not to look at them, but they're also like trying to look at them too. And like, they're very nervous. Like you can tell something is going on. Um, And they, and they both look young. He looks young. She looks young. Correct. Yeah. Twenties ish, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he stands up and he, he makes his way over to, to where they're, you know, to where the guy's standing. I think he kind of comes in like from the side, not like directly behind him. Mm-hmm. So he can kind of see him, even if, you know, maybe like if he's focused on her, but like, you know, he kind of comes in from the sides and he says, uh, I'm sorry, is there, uh, is there some kind of problem here? Is there something I can help you with, sir? He turns his head to you with uh, fire in his eyes and he says, it's nothing wrong. You can move along. And he like, he doesn't even look at the guy. He looks down at her and he says, ma'am, are you okay? And she is sitting there and shaking and very silent. And he is still looking at you and says, she's fine. Nothing you need to worry about. I don't think I asked you. And like, he turns to just like fucking stare at this guy. <laughs> nice. I, I, does she have a ring on? She does not. Okay. I mean, he's not nose to nose necessarily, yeah. but like he's uncomfortably close. Nice to um, the guy, right? Like I don't, like I don't want to murder hobo it, but like <laughs> I also he would not stand by. Like they may be a couple, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he would allow that to proceed, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, you can tell there's danger there. Roll me an awareness, DL4. Okay. Again, I'm just going to use two for Psyche because I feel like this is more of a feel thing, right? Okay, yep. 
four plus one is a five. Wait a minute. Let me look here. Did you call it a four or did you call it a five? I, I did call it a four. Actually, roll me brains instead. Sorry. If you, if you get to... a, if you get a worse roll than that, I apologize. But I like the brains is more. I want it to be actually more of a perception. Um, do you want me to just roll one more die and add it? Or do you want me to re-roll the thing? Uh, what? Yeah, why don't you roll one more die? Okay. It's a one. <laughs> so, so it's a five. Okay, so that's a yes. So he tenses up and he says, and I told you and you hear a, you hear a snick of a switchblade. Do we, are we dropping in action frames in? Yeah, I think we're going to have to. I don't have fighting, so this will suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Okay. I, you're going to have to edit it anyways. I'm just trying to think yeah, how, go for it. Like, what the reaction would be. So, like, he's standing there. Snick, he looks down and sees the... You know, sees the... Uh, the switchblade, I think... I mean, because you wouldn't shoot him, right? I mean, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 going a little overboard, you know. It, regardless of the fact that you are possibly in some kind of peril, you don't know for sure if he's going to attack you or if he's just doing that to get you to stand down. I think first frame he goes full defense. Okay. I I think like he. You know, because they're really close. So I assume the guy kind of like takes a half step back and like flicks the thing out. So it's down like at his right hand side, you know, kind of between us. Mm -hmm. And he just sort of relaxes. You know, like he doesn't bring his hands up into like, you know, like a boxing stance. Yeah. But he sort of relaxes and also sort of takes a step back, like arms loose, like ready, like ready to accept an incoming attack. Yeah, for sure. Like that, that, that's, that's declaration of intent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think, I think um, I'd have to pull up the core micro rolls. I think going full defense is like a plus two to your roll. Cause I don't think anybody's ever done this in a game before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was, there's a, uh, it focused on defending mods for defensive roles plus two. Right. So the, so the role sets the DL Right. So my role would just be, I guess, my, you know, my number of dice for grace mm -hmm. and then plus two for defense. Okay. So, right. It's, it's not armor. It's not cover, but it's, it, it, it's a practical defense in that, you know, I'm, I know he's going to attack me and I'm ready for it sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And I have a grace of three. So if he's going to attack, we'll both roll. Yep. He'll roll Grace plus if he has fighting or Freddy Krueger skill or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So he would roll his Grace plus anything if he has it. And I'll roll Grace plus two. And then we'll compare. I'm not attacking. So we're really only going to compare your numbers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're going to say that he he actually is going to go for a swipe. Okay. Um, he's going to go for a swipe at you. Like maybe like your, your gut or something like that. Yeah. If you're going like, to cross the chest or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so he's going to roll great. His grace, which is only two. Okay. So, and he has no pluses to that. Ooh. Okay. What'd you get? I have an eight total. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> And he only has a five because he doesn't have any bonus. So, okay. So I, I already know what the end is. Okay, go for it. All right. So we we both kind of like step back. You know, he he gets that evil gleam in his eye and he lunges forward, but like he's just a fucking punk kid. So he leans forward and goes to to swipe it across his chest, and he like kind of steps to the side. And, you know, pulls his hand and just, like, pulls him down where he drops the knife. Like, you know, grabs his wrist and kind of, like, pulls him. And, you know, pushes him up against, like, the, the side of the car or whatever. Okay. Sounds good. So. Well, um, so disarmed. So the end is he, you know, he 
you know, succeeds in defending and, you know, disarms the kid. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so you do that. So you you bring him to the ground and you disarm him. But in, in the process, you actually do. You hear like like his pinky kind of snap as you break one of his fingers as it as you bring him, bring his hand to the ground. And as all this is happening, the, the train makes a stop. And the lady or and the young lady that was sitting down clutching her purse, she runs out of the uh, runs out of the train as fast as she can into the night. Uh, I guess he's probably vaguely aware of her, like, you know, just getting up and running off. I think, you know, like next frame, like he's just holding him up against the the side of the car. Like she exits like, you know, say the right hand side, but he's got him against like the front, like where the little door between the cars would be. Yeah. And, and he's, um, he's kind of wailing in pain. He's like, you broke my pinky. I can't believe you broke my pinky. I can't believe that you tried to stab me. How fucking stupid are you? And he uh, gets really angry and he's like, and he says, I thought you were going to attack my girlfriend. I, I just wanted to defend her. Looks to me like she needed to defend him from you. And he kind of struggles a little bit, tries to push against you. And he's like, this ain't none of your business. Whose business this is between me and my lady. I guess your daddy didn't teach you how you should treat someone. You, you fucking treat your mama like that. Yeah. And then he like spits in your face and he's like, I'll treat your mama like that. Uh, I'm just going to make a might roll. I just want to smash his face into the door. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm going to put that as a DL of three because he's not going to defend. He doesn't even know what you're doing. Okay. I got a six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let I it's a yes and so I'm gonna let you set the scene. So like he kind of like cranes his head back and he says that and he kind of like spits and then he like you know he's you know got a kind of got him up and then he just like full throws his shoulder into him and his head just donks off the glass and it knocks him out. <laughs> what you don't realize after everything is said and done in this young man's lifeless body is Let's just say it's lifeless. like, yeah, well, lifeless, whatever. As you knock him out, his body goes limp and he's laying in the seat. You, what you don't realize is that everyone else in the car has vacated. Sorry, the train hasn't picked up since the stop yet. And you look to your left and you see, I'm trying to think, what's, what are the, I'm trying to think, because I don't think. There would be anybody like anybody that works for the bus co- or the train company that would be patrolling. They're, they're, you know, so like SEPTA has cops, right? Like in, mm-hmm. in, in Philly, right? So like if you ride the subway, there's cops around. Okay. Um, if it's a Friday night, they're, you know, they're not necessarily like waiting at the door when the door <laughs> opens and like, but there would probably be cops at the station. Okay. I would imagine. Yeah. So so let's just say one like of I, the one of those train cops just kind of pops in. Uh, I was gonna say if you want, like if everybody left and he's knocked out, like he like knocks him out, puts him in the seat, like turns around and everybody's gone. Yeah. So he picks up the knife and he folds it. And then he like grabs the kid and kind of like carries him out. Like he just maybe throws an arm over his shoulders, just kind of like half dragging him. Yeah out of the train yeah and then he like starts to look around to see if there's some like because he's you know thinking like oh there should be a copier i'm just gonna turn this kid in because it's not really my i'm not getting paid for this yeah exactly so so as you're coming out you see that somebody uh one of the train station cops is actually waiting there staring at you basically as you come out and he looks at you with the eye and says Everything okay here, sir? He says, uh, yeah, this Poluk here was uh, getting a little fresh with this. He says it's his girlfriend. Uh, she came running out of the train when we stopped, uh, pulled a knife on me. And he, like, you know, looks like maybe there's a bench, like right where the guy is standing. And he, like, swings the kid and, like, puts him down. He says, I'm going to reach into my pocket. 
and he, you know, reaches in like maybe like crosshand and like pulls out the switchblade with his fingertips. And he goes, yeah, you use this. He tried to stick me. He looks off to the side and stares at the kid. And he says, don't worry, sir. We know, we know Mr. Bobby Jenkins here. He's got, he has a history of roughing up his girls. So I'm guessing that this, this current girlfriend that he had is probably an ex, just like the ones before him. We'll get him in the tank and we'll call his parents again. Hopefully we can get him to get strained out. So he, you know, reaches back into his, uh, like, you know, wherever Ace's wallet's probably in his back pocket. So he pulls out his wallet and he gives him his, his card. He's like, uh, if you need a statement, uh, you let me know. I'll be happy to come down and uh, fill out some paperwork. Okay. Uh, he kind of looks at your card and he actually, instead of like giving it like a like oh okay he kind of almost like gives it a not a great look you know he's just kind of like oh private investigator this guy kind of thing and he says <laughs> i'll be sure to and he um proceeds to go over by mr jenkins and kind of try to slap him awake and question him before he takes him off he uh you know looks to see it you know i guess you know, maybe the, 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 God, it's been forever since I ran a subway, the light flashes or the, the bell dings or whatever. So he, you know, kind of jogs back over, jumps back on the subway because he's not home yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, grab, grabs the seat and, you know, he knows that that cop is not going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you get, you hop back on the train and what do you do? He sits back down in the seat that he was in before, you know, just kind of like head back, you know, kind of pulls his hat down a little bit because there's not, you know, there's like two or three people in the car maybe because like everybody that was on like ran off. Um, and he, I don't know, he doesn't take a nap, but again, you know, again, like he's just mulling things over, but like it's been a long day. You know, this fucking kid tried to cut me like he, he wants to like not be involved, right? Like he's got something to noodle on now. So like that's kind of taking up his attention. So he's kind of like tuning out. Like he just leans back, kind of like pulls the hat down a little bit. He can still see, but like if somebody comes in, they're like, oh, this guy's sleeping. You kind of get your get yourself a little bit of a smallish rest before you make it to the lounge whether it is for fun or for work we will we shall see So that wraps up our first session of what did I call it? What do we call it? Meeting at the docks or something? Meeting, yeah, 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 yeah. A meeting at the docks. All right, perfect. So I think everything ran pretty smoothly, you know, during it. I actually wasn't expecting any conflict. So, you know, <laughs> as soon as you were like, well, I'll see what's going on here. And I was like, well, maybe we can start some conflict, you know. A train, a train in New York sometimes will do that, unfortunately. So mm -hmm. one thing that we didn't talk about that we probably will address in the future episodes that we do of this and future sessions is that we want to have kind of like a morality track where it's either you, I think, what do we say? Like from negative 10 to 10, 
Yeah, I mean that that was my first pass. Yeah, thinking of 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 a scale, and I, I don't know, right? Because it part of it is it should be like a role playing thing, right? Like how dark do you want your character to be? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to be Philip Marlowe or do you want to be like a Frank Miller character, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's all on a scale. Yeah. So if we if we go with the scale, which was my initial thought you're kind of shoehorning people into maybe making a decision that they wouldn't make for their character. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I love it, but like one of the, one of the themes of noir in general is, you know, being forced to make bad, you know, having to make bad choices or ambiguous choices. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of, of of moral indecision you know there's certainly an element of of darkness uh, in whether or not so we're like that seems to be like the easiest place to try to come up with a mechanic mm-hmm. to 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 come up with a new system for core and it might work in that first pass yeah i'm not sure because because the way that I envisioned it then so like depending on where you were on the scale so the further negative you go, the more corrupt, if, if that's terminology we want to use, uh, the character would become. So that an opponent would, you know, maybe then get an inherent bonus against you by appealing, <clears throat> by appealing to that, you know, corrupt nature. So like, if the mob wanted to bribe you and you're sitting at, you know, negative one to negative three on the corruption scale, well, it's easier for them to do that because you're already kind of corrupt. So like they would get like a static plus one bonus to a roll plus whatever other stuff that they had. I I think that might work, but I'm not sure, but, but that's the first thing that we kind of came up with. So, yeah. 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 And I, and I think it can work. And the thing that I was thinking about, like, I think it's a good thing to have the, the only thing. And I think you're kind of alluding to it is that, you don't want to shoehorn it in just to shoehorn it in kind of thing. So it's going to be a thing if we decide to use that. And I actually am okay with using it is that we use it on big plot points. I think that's, that's the times where you use that. You know, you don't, you don't say like, like you had the thing, you know, like you had this conflict with this, with this kid, you know, you're not going to go from, you know, Oh, do I knock him out to, Oh, do I, kill him or do i plant something on him you know that's not this is like a small fish in a big pond kind of thing yeah yeah where there might be a a thing where like you know say you find a major character in this story and like they make you make a choice that you have to make regardless and it might corrupt you or if you decide not to make that choice it might still hurt you but you wouldn't be affected morally yeah and and even with the you know even with this kid on the on the subway like you could right like if george was the kind of character that would frame this kid to like get him sent up for you know something more severe right that would make him more corrupt and be a really shitty person yeah <laughs> right yeah. so like you could you know i i was kind of thinking of it sort of in a way of like how edge of the empire does light side dark side points mm-hmm. and then they have a corruption scale too we should probably take a look at that yeah to see if we can maybe co-opt something out of that the yeah. way they do things there yeah well it makes um, sense because it's again i think it has to do with just common sense there like what you said like you know, if you decided your character was going to be a little bit morally corrupt and do those things, then it would be like, well, okay, you're going to have to roll on this scale because we, now that you've done this, we're going to have to f- figure how are you going to be losing this morality because you obviously are doing something that's not great. Yeah. And, and, and maybe that's an interesting character choice to make depending on who's playing and you know what your party looks like or if we're doing this like on a one-on-one thing mm-hmm. like even in um, legend of the five rings fourth edition like there's a huge table for like uh, like you know ways to lose on or gain on or like you know even that like mechanically can be informative to look at to see how we want to parse out a mechanic for this or you know again just leave it completely up to like 
character choice. Like, how do you want your characters to exist in this world? And, you know, you just play it that way, right? Like, I mean, that's more interesting to be morally gray than to either be the the goody douche's paladin character or to be the Frank Miller, I'm just going to, like, murder everybody and plant drugs and, like, neither one of those things are interesting. Yeah, so so that's, yeah, that's why, like, we're we're talking about this kind of stuff because it really can, you know, noir can really play that way because you can have that goody two shoes, but then, you know, say they f- find a way to screw up somehow and that's, that's move them down the track. It might not move them down like, you know, like crazily, but it, you know, it kind of moves them down that path a little bit where you're kind of questioning why they're doing what they're doing sometimes. So, or even they discover something, you know, if you're playing the goody two shoes character, and, and something happens where they now realize like, oh shit, I didn't realize this about the world and like how awful people are or whatever. <laughs> and like, it's then a subtly corrupting influence. Not that the character's doing anything that's inherently um, despicable, but their exposure to, you know, this element of, of society mm-hmm you know, is increasingly making them more bitter and more like not, not shitty, but you know, more jaded. Yeah. Well, just the example is your character. Like he just, you know, he feels like everybody's got something to hide. Well, obviously that's years of being a PI is going to bring that out because you, for the most part as a PI are going to see the worst in people. Yeah. 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 So, but I don't think, you know, again, like even being a, you know, sort of a cold hearted person with relationship issues, you know, isn't going to let some kid beat up on a, you know, a woman on the subway, right? Like, yeah. even if that's like a horrible domestic situation, which turned out to be, I like, I just don't, I, I can't imagine. But I mean, Philadelphia, a couple of weeks ago, or whatever, somebody was assaulted on a train and, Nobody did anything because people fucking suck. So yeah, um, it it does happen, but yeah. you know, and whatever. I mean, that's real life stuff. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think it made sense. You know, even being a, a a you know a cold maybe heartless person, you know, heartless but cold and indifferent person. I, like you know, it made sense to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I feel like. We played, we played core a little differently than we usually do because most of the time it would be more of us just kind of telling the story and doing a lot of the narrative where we threw in a lot of checks and stuff like that, which I, I feel it wasn't one way or the other. I feel like it was actually a good mix of both, which was nice. I, I think the only thing we have to be like more, or maybe me, have to be more specific in the declaration of intent, like okay, I want to roll an insight. Is she lying? Not like yes. I want to roll an insight. Give me all of the magic information, yep. like very specifically what it is, because then that can inform the ends and buts. Then, you know, I, I want to roll insight to see if she's lying and I pass and get a yes. And yes, you know, you realize she's either a lying or B not lying. And, you know, she has a tell or, it seems like she wants to give up more information or, you know, whatever. You know, it's supposed to, I just roll the magic thing to get the answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Not... I think, I think that has that is, you can put the blame on D and D for that because I feel like that's a big D and D thing. It's like, Oh, roll insight. Well, I can see everything. And it's like, no, and especially in a game like this, that's more detailed because it's a detective story. You want to know certain details about certain things. So uh, I will also try to make sure that we're all kind of online with like, okay, you want to see something, but what do you really want to see? You know, do you want to like, here's a whole train car, but do you want to see what's happening here or whatever? That kind of thing. Right. And it it depends on the story and it depends on like the setting and what you're trying to get out of it. Like, you know, we're talking about Cthulhu as far as like finding clues and things like that. You know, like some of the stickler stuff for like Call of Cthulhu is like, okay, well, the clue's hidden underneath the desk and it's taped to the bottom of the drawer. And if you don't say that you checked the bottom of the drawer, you don't get the clue. 
where the flip side is like the way I would run Corthulu is, you know, if someone says we investigate the room, you know, I don't care if you say you looked under the desk or not, you looked in the room, you're under no stress, no pressure, you find it, right? Because mm-hmm. who wouldn't look under, like the player may not think of it, but, but you know, the character in the world who's proficient at doing things would be like, oh, duh, let me look under here or <laughs> let me look in the trash can, right? Or let me, in that case, it to me, running, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be that. But, but, and maybe this setting is a little bit different because, we're playing like a straight up detective thing mm-hmm. and you're dealing with people who may have duplicitous motives. You do want to be a little bit more specific because, mm-hmm. you know, watch the Maltese Falcon, like who's telling the truth. Who's not, who's in coots with who? like, yeah, there's, there's a hundred different things going on. So it's a little bit more dialed in, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So it definitely has to be focusing on, the you know focusing on certain things so i think we can get better on that especially since this is our first go at it i feel like it went fairly well so yeah i think it was good it was you know anytime you're starting something new it always is like oh i don't know is this gonna like (laughs) i gotta get my feet under me and get going but yeah no i I thought like even just one-on-one i thought it was i thought it was good i thought it went pretty well yeah for sure yeah and it'll it'll bring out more of the story too which is it's kind of funny because it's Again, like <clears throat> just like any game we've ever played, and I'll use for instance that uh, last D and D campaign that we did. Like, you know, there's certain things like you will say, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's something to add," you know. And it's like there's always a bunch of story items that you have in your head, but then there's always things that the players bring that you're like, "Oh man, this is gonna expand this. This is gonna focus on that, and that's gonna make things." it'll make the story richer, but it also help make things easier for me too, which is always good because it's like, okay, well I have things here and here and here, but maybe there's some other things that are missing from here that all of a sudden you're giving me. And I'm like, ah, now I can expand this part and it will, will actually make it a richer story. So. Yeah. And I, like I have scenes in my head that I've seen already, like that we haven't not anywhere close to have been played since we just played our first session. <laughs> but like, I think like makes sense to me within the world of how like I set George up and, you know, it's a new war thing. Right. So like, you know, I, I can see certain things, you know, may never happen canonically while we play, but still are part of like my head canon for, you know, for this character in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I may try to bring some of that stuff out as we introduce other, you know, other NPCs and other elements. To, like, oh, okay, here's here's a spot where I can, like, you know, not shoehorn it in, but like try to tease what I'm what I've already seen out. Yeah, right, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's the power of role playing. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that was that's it for our big big first session of core noir and uh yeah we'll see you next time thanks for listening see you